Grab yourself a Bailey's and hot chocolate and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. In my neighborhood growing up, you either became a cop, a priest, or a wise guy. Well, there was no way I was going to lock up my friends, and I sure as hell wasn't a saint. So that left me with only one choice. Decorated Air Theater presents This Thing of Ours, a story of life in the mafia. Written and produced by Scott Spaulding and starring Joe Rodriguez as Carmine Cedarelli. Ho, 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 everybody! Merry Christmas! Good old Santa Claus is here! Gather around, all you boys and girls. It's the most wonderful time of year, right? It all depends on what you got in that big bag of yours. <laughs> yeah, by the size of that thing, it looks like your elves have been working overtime up there this year. What, this stuff? Nah. Let's just say it fell off the back of, uh... <laughs> it fell off the back of a sleigh. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like this Santa guy here. You need a hand delivering this stuff? Yeah, <laughs> we could definitely give you a hand with all those houses you gotta stop by, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And who better to have with you than good old Saint Nick? Don't worry there, little Johnny. We were Santa. Now go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just do me a favor, would you? Don't tell Mrs. Claus, all right? I don't want to be sleeping in no barn with no reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> As far as that old saying, it's better to give than to receive goes, I would agree with that on the one condition. Whatever you give, you take first. Every year around this time, me and the crew throw a little Christmas party at our place, the Executive Links Social Club. It's always a good time, but this year is a little different than most. Although the old man's health is now back to 100%, that don't mean things are completely back to normal. Frankie's been real low-key since the sit-down, and it's been great. But we all know it's only a matter of time before he starts slipping back into his old ways. This ain't the first time this sort of thing has happened, so we ain't thinking he's turned over a new leaf or nothing. As far as our investigation into the hit goes, I still haven't heard anything new from Stevie. But if I know Stevie, he's out there asking around about it, without it seeming like he's asking around about it. So it's gonna take a little time. I'm ready to jump on this thing. But unfortunately, you gotta be patient with something like this. You slip up and say the wrong thing before you get things lined up properly and alarms go off. Then, it's game over. So we're kinda caught in the middle of this thing right now. We wanna make a move before Frankie makes another move, but we also gotta be smart about things and don't go out like a bunch of cowboys. So until we hear from Stevie, we lie and wait for the right time to strike. This is beautiful, Joey. Thank you very much. You really shouldn't have. Don't worry about it. I did it! (laughs) (laughs) You can thank our new pal, 
chuck for this batch. He came true for his big time, wouldn't you say, Carm? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The Christmas spirit really got a hold of that guy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stevie's here. Hey, Stevie. Hey, guys, how you doing? Stevie, good to how's see you, it going? Merry Christmas, my fine fellow. Joey, you look absolutely ridiculous. I think that sand outfit's about two years past its prime. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to have Maria add another inch or two to that waistline. And maybe a few more notches to that belt, too. <laughs> hey, watch it there, Stevie. This here naughty and nice list was written in pencil for a reason, you know? <laughs> Anyways... I got some fresh Christmas goodies straight from old Charlie's Bakery for you. So dig in, fellas. Thanks, Stevie. Hey, Carmine, why don't you step over here for a minute? I gotta talk to you about something. Yeah, sure. Someone put on White Christmas over there. Not not Bing Crosby. I, didn't Frankie do one? Frankie did one, didn't he? Put that one on. Yeah, so, uh, you ever hear of, uh, Mickey Callahan? That sounds familiar. Why? Who's that? Well, he's a top guy with the Westies, and was a close friend of that other guy we used to know. Yeah, right. I know who you're talking about now. Well, I got word that he wants to meet with me tonight, at that Finn's pub. He wants to meet you at their bar? Mm, I don't know about that. That don't sound too good to me. Originally, they said they wanted to meet at one of their guy's houses. I told him there was no way that was going to happen. I wanted a public place, so they said Finn's. And they said I could bring whoever I wanted to this thing. So you and Louie are coming with me. And I got Phil and his crew to be there too, so we ain't got nothing to worry about. Did they say why they want to meet? They didn't say no specifics. They just said they needed to resolve some issues. You gonna ask him about that guy? Nah, not unless he brings it up. I'm just gonna play dumb about that whole thing. I don't want it going around that I knew about it. So we'll see what happens. That sounds good. What time do you need us? Be at my place no later than 10, alright? Yeah, that works. Alright, good. Now come on. Let's go get some cannolis. Bought over some double dip chocolate ones. Your favorite. Stevie Cakes de Mayo, our crew's captain and leader. To say this guy was born for this is an understatement. It's practically in his blood. Stevie's father is a made guy in the Colombo family too and started training him for the life as soon as he could walk. At five years old, his father would take him along for the ride whenever he needed to transport a body somewhere. He figured the cops wouldn't bother a guy that's driving around with his kid. At age eight, he had Stevie running in and out of the local bars to get bets for him. At 10, he had him making deliveries to the local cops and judges that were on the take. By the time he was 13, Stevie had dropped out of school and was out on the streets full time. Stevie would always say, you could spend 10 years in some fancy college getting some fancy degree and still not be able to survive one day out here. He was bred for this life. To him, this is what's normal. To him, there ain't no other way. Alright, now we go in there, we make sure Phil and them guys are in there first. If they ain't in there, we walk, alright? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sounds good to me. Alright, let's go. There's Phil over there. Yeah, and his guys are there too. We're good to go. And, uh, and now Mickey's over there. The guy with the big chops and brown leather jacket. Yeah, I see him. All right, let's see what this guy wants. Stevie, I'm glad you could make it. And thanks for bringing in the extra business, too. <laughs> hey, you said I could bring whoever, so I did. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You fellas need any drinks or anything? That's all right, we're good. All right, then. Follow me. We can go on back where it's quieter. Whoa, go hold up there. 
What are you talking about the back? What's wrong with out of here? I figured we'd go someplace quieter and away from everyone. You know, a little more private. Do I look like I was born yesterday? How about that booth over there in the corner? Stevie, you really think I'm gonna pull something here? You got the whole friggin' Corleone wedding party here with you. I'd be a complete friggin' moron to try and pull something here, you know? Trust me, it's nice and quiet. We can discuss business and no distractions or nothing. You want to meet or not? We got the booth or the door. Take your pick. All right, all right. The booth it is. The booth it is. Follow me. All right, fellas, now. Down to business. I wanted to call you guys over here to make sure your guys and my guys are on the same page and everything. In what way? To put it plain and simple, my guy hit your guy, then your guy hit my guy. I want to let you guys know that we're done. There will be no retribution or nothing. We don't want no wars breaking out. Wars ain't good for nobody. Right, exactly. That's my point. Well, what the hell was your guy thinking in the first place? This wasn't no roughing up some, uh, some low-level guy. This was going after the old man. I understand that, Stevie, but he had no choice. No choice? No choice with what? He was railroaded by you guys. Railroaded? What are you talking about? Your guy made the first move. We're the ones who had no choice. You got it wrong, Stevie. Frankie made the first move. Frankie? Frankie who? Frankie who? You're Frankie. Frankie's the one who gave Jimmy the ticket. Whoa, back up, Mickey. What are you talking about? Frankie gave Jimmy the ticket. Who told you this? Frankie did. I mean, he didn't tell me, but I heard him say it. I was in Jimmy's apartment that night counting money in the bedroom with the door shut. Guys go in and out of that place all the time, so I didn't think nothing of it when they walked in. They didn't know I was there, so I heard the whole thing. 30, hey, this place ain't so bad, Jimmy. 22. How much you paying a month for this thing? Nothing. I own the building. You own the building? Yeah. Nice job. Hey, I'm looking to find a place for a lady friend. You might be able to help me out, you know? But uh, we can talk about that some other time. Now to the business at hand. You know who I am, right? Yeah. And you know what I represent, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, I think so. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I know. I got it. And you know the guy I represent, right? Yeah, I think so. The old guy, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, we got a problem with that guy. A big problem. How big? I'd say... I don't know. How big would you say it is, Dom? I don't know. It's say bigger than average. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's a bigger than average problem. But the good news, Jimmy is that we got a solution to that problem. You. Uh-uh, no way. Sorry, fellas. I don't want to get involved in your guy's business, all right? <laughs> you already are there, pal. Yeah, he's right. It's a little too late for that now, Jimmy. So you're saying I ain't got no choice? Jimmy, this is America. Of course you got a choice. It's just one choice involves you breathing, and the other don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what do you want me to do? Well, we've gotten some word that this fellow we need help with has been talking to some of the boys down in D.C. for some time now. The big guys, you know, the ones with the three big letters. And he's heading down there tomorrow for another round of talks, and this time, he might not come back. 
So we got to make sure we get him before he goes down there. You understand? You need this done tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow morning. We got it all planned out for you. We're meeting with him for breakfast at Chantilly's on Martin Hester. But you might want to start getting it set up tonight, you know? Maybe get something to put under his car or something. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job or nothing, but, uh, you know, that might be the best way to do it. He drives a brown Cadillac with this license plate number. He's at Romano's restaurant right now, which is this address. He'll be there for the next couple hours, so you might want to get a move on this thing. You go to the parking lot and tell the valet guy I told you to stop by. He'll know what you're talking about and let you get into the lot, all right? You do your thing, you ran your route, simple as that. And then make sure you don't oversleep in the morning and get the Chantillys before he takes off for D.C. But make sure we're out of the picture before you set the thing off, all right? You guys are freaking nuts! So I do it and then what? I get all the other guys after me after that. Then what do I do? Jimmy, listen, this order came from the very top. All the other guys know about it. You got nothing to worry about. We're in the same boat as you. You think I want to do this? This is tearing me up inside, Jimmy. But it's gotta be done. Fellas, this is insane. I can't do this. Frankie, you forgot to tell him the other thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do this, and you do it right, you get a cool 200 grand. I mean, it's pretty easy. We told you how to do it, where to do it, and when to do it. And on top of that, you got nothing to worry about because this comes from the top. All right, all right, I'll do it. Oh, thank God. What a relief. You have no idea how much I've been stressing about this. You're a lifesaver, Jim, a real lifesaver. So, so let me ask you something. Now, how do I know you ain't just saying this to lull us to sleep or something? To knock us off our guard so you can hit us back. Stevie, I told you, we ain't gonna hit you guys back. We're done. We don't want no war. Yeah, but I heard you and Jimmy were close. How do we know you ain't still gonna come after us for him? To tell you the truth, Jimmy was on his way out. He was getting more and more into junk. And word was getting around that he was gonna make a move on some of the guys around here. So his days were numbered anyways. You guys actually did us a favor, you know? So what do you want from me? What do you, what do you want me to do? A truce. That's it. We're all even. Nothing more has to be done. You got my word, and I just need your word with the same. All right. All right, you got it. No more nothing. But this conversation don't leave this table, all right? You can tell your guys we're all squared up, but nothing else about what you told me, all right? Yeah, sure. You got it. I'm dead serious, Mickey. If I get word you told anyone about what we talked about with the other stuff, all bets are off, all right? Yeah, I got it, Stevie. No problem. Don't worry about it. All right, then. We're all set. You got my word. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. I appreciate you guys coming out. You guys want to stick around for some drinks? They're on the house. I appreciate it, Mickey. But we got to get going. All right, Stevie. Thanks for working this thing out. All right, see you later. Take care, fellas. So what do you think? You think he's telling the truth? Yeah, I think so. I can tell when a guy's scrambling around to save his own ass. Or when they're trying to work you over on something. And I don't think he's doing neither. So what do we do now? Well, you're gonna follow this Mickey guy for a while. Wherever he goes, you go. 
I want to know who he's meeting with, and especially if he's meeting with anyone we know. And if you see any funny stuff going on, you get a hold of me immediately, got it? Yeah, sure. Alright, so now you're going to go back into the bar and keep an eye on things for a while. And give me a call if anything don't look right. Alright, Stevie. If you don't hear from me tonight, I'll give you a call tomorrow. Alright, good. Talk to you later. So now what we do... Yeah? We go to that dinner tomorrow night with everyone, right? Yeah. Obviously, we don't say nothing about what happened here. Of course. You can feel Joey and Angie, but that's it. Nobody else. Because I ain't got no clue who's on whose side no more. Yeah, right. Because after tonight's meeting, we may have just ended one war, but we might have to start another. And with that, Stevie was convinced Frankie had to go now. He was certain that it was only a matter of time before Frankie makes another move on the old man. And after that, Stevie says his next move would be to take out the guys he thinks are still loyal to the old man. So that puts us on the list of potential targets. The thing that put him over the edge was the fact that Dominic Di Giovanni is also involved with this. You see, Dom is the family consigliere, the number three guy in the family. And now Stevie's worried about how widespread this thing is. So again, we gotta be more careful than ever and extra smart about everything now. Now the next night, we got this real fancy dinner to attend at this restaurant, Bellafino's, which is run by one of our capos, Joseph Milano. This big get-together is part Christmas party, part welcome back party for the old man. I think he wants to show everyone he's finally back to 100% and is still the big man in charge. It's also a good opportunity for us to observe how other guys are interacting with each other to see if we can pick up anything as far as who's now with who, and maybe more important, who's not with who no more. How much you think they spent on this thing tonight? I don't know, 20, maybe 30 grand. And with all that money, all these people standing around in their fancy suits looking for something to do, you would think that they would take the time to take the tails off of these shrimp. I mean, by me having to take them off myself, and I ain't no expert at it, you know, there's a good chance that I'm gonna leave a little bit of the shrimp in the tail when I yank it off, right? I mean, it's not much, but with a couple hundred people here, it adds up. Right, exactly. It adds up. I ain't no mathematician here, but you're wasting about 10% per shrimp, maybe. So, after 10 people, you got one whole shrimp. And that's assuming each person only eats one shrimp. But who the hell only eats one shrimp, you know? Sounds like a waste of money. Exactly my point, a big waste of money. Plus I'm making a big friggin' mess here with all these tails. I don't know what to do with all these things. You got a napkin? You see a napkin over there? I don't want to be rubbing it all over my new suit, you kidding me? Yeah, here. Thanks, Ange. Speaking of tails, here comes that red-tailed Dominic. He better not be coming over here, that friggin' mutt. Hey, fellas. Haven't seen you guys in a while. How you been? How you doing, Dom? Yeah, it's been too long. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. You two enjoying yourselves tonight? Oh, yeah. Beautiful setup. Food's great. Nice music and everything. First class stuff. And it's great seeing the old man back up and running, huh? Oh, yeah. That's great news. Great news. Hey, listen, Ange. You don't mind excusing Joey and me for a minute, do you? Yeah, sure. No problem. I'll see you back at the table. Good seeing you, Dom. Oh, yeah, you too, Inch. Why don't we step over here for a second, Joseph? All right. So what's up? Well, we got a little problem with that thing you took down last month. What thing? That thing outside of Geno's. You and Carmine. You remember? Yeah. What about it? Well, you gotta send more money back up to Frankie. What are you talking about? 
I kicked up five grand for that. That was exactly how much was supposed to go up. Yeah, well, you see, here's the thing. It ain't about not kicking up enough. Frankie knew the guy, so he wants to help him out. You know, pay him back for some of his losses. But Frankie knew what was going on. I told Stevie about it and got the go-ahead. Listen, all I know is that Frankie wants another five grand by the end of next week to help this guy out, all right? You should be happy he's not asking for all of it back. That's what this Chuck guy wanted. You're freaking kidding me? I do all this work, and you're gonna bleed me dry on this one? Hey, hey Joey. No way, Dom. Hey, Sorry. hey, Joey, hey. Can't do it. Hey, this ain't up for discussion. If Frankie wants five grand for the guy, he wants five grand. End of story. Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta get back to the table. The old man is about to speak. Do me a favor, Joey, and don't take this so personally, all right? Yeah, sure, Dom. Nothing personal. Yeah, don't take it so personally when I put a gun in your mouth and blow your friggin' head off. What's the matter with you? You got about ten veins popping out of your neck. I ran into that friggin' mutt Dom just over there. Yo, Joey, keep it down. Cool it. Save it for later. The old man's about to speak. I don't have to tell you all, but it's been a difficult last couple of months for me and my family. And I want to thank you all for sticking together and straightening things out while I was recovering. And I'm happy to say, I got a clean bill of health from the doc, and I'm back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I want to give a special thanks to Frankie and Dominic, who helped me stay on top of things while not in the best of shape. I can't take this anymore. This is making me sick. Relax, Joey. I'm serious, Carl. Something's got to be done. Hey, Joey, zip it. No, that's it. I'm done, fellas. I can't take this no more. I gotta get out of here. Hey, Joey, what's the matter with you? Sit down. You're gonna cause a scene. And then last, but certainly not least, Salvatore D'Amico. He paid the ultimate price for this. He was a good friend of ours and is truly missed. He lived for this thing and died for this thing. What more can you say? So, I propose a toast. A toast to Sal. Salute. 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 Now, uh, enough of me talking. Enjoy the rest of the evening, fellas. Merry Christmas. Eat and drink up. Hey, Ange, why don't you go check the lobby in the bathroom for Joey? See if he's still around or cooled off yet. All right. What do you think that was all about? I don't know, but he shouldn't have made a scene like that. Maybe it is best if he did leave. That way there's no chance of him blowing his top in here. Yeah, he didn't look too happy talking to Dom. I think that's what did it. Yeah, it looked like he was gonna wring his neck, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, he sure did. You picking up any vibes here from anyone? Yeah, you know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, right. Of course. Joey's gone. He ain't in the lobby or the bathroom and his car's gone. Yeah, all right. That's probably best. You want me to go after him? Nah. He probably just needs some time to cool off. You know how he gets. Come on. Let's enjoy the rest of the night. After all, it's almost Christmas, right? Yeah, right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's go. It's almost one o'clock. I'm exhausted. I'm too old for this late night stuff. All right, all right, we're going. So, uh, what'd you think? What did I think about what? The dinner. The thing we just left, what do you think I was talking about? Yeah, <laughs> right, of course. It was beautiful. Uh, great food and everything. It, it was perfect. Yeah? Good. Good to hear. 
I thought it went well too. You wanna stop anywhere tonight or just go home? Nah, I'm too tired. Just take me home. You got it, boss. Uh, what do we got going on tomorrow? Well, Dom's meeting with the Nicoletti brothers and this doctor friend they got about this health benefits thing they got going on. That's right. The one with the bartender's local? Yeah. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah, this thing is big. They got more than 20,000 members. This doc is supposedly going to come aboard with us in exchange for the contract with the union. Once this thing gets going, we can milk it for years. Beautiful. Make it happen. Um, don't worry. It will. Trust me. Why in the world are they doing road work at this hour? Slow down, Frankie. It's friggin' one in the morning. Who does road construction at one in the morning? Come on, you gotta move. I don't want to be sitting here all night, Frankie. This is ridiculous. Come on! Move! Why don't you go out there and move it? Looks like the thing's on. All they gotta do is move the truck a little more to the right and I can get by. Wake up, people, and move your friggin' truck! I think you're out of luck, Frankie. Looks like you're gonna have to go and move it. Somebody's got to be out there. Do you see anybody? Oh, wait. I uh, think I just saw someone get in on the other side. Where? I, I don't see nobody. Right over there. See him? He's in there now. Oh, yeah. I see him. This thing of ours stars Joe Rodriguez as Carmine Santarelli, David Colin Trovera as Joey Eightball Scarfiti and Mickey Callahan, Scott Larson as Angelo Narducci, Glenn Hallstrom as Louis Meatballs Marzoni, Joe Stofko as Nikki the Old Man Roselli, David Fontenot as Frankie Nose Gallo, Patrick Daly as Dominic DiGiovanni, Matthew J. Boudreaux as Jimmy O'Connor, Scott Spaulding as Stevie Cakes DeMeo. And announcing done by Ben Blankenship. This Thing of Ours is a production of Decorated Air Theater. Copyright 2011. Visit decoratedair.com for complete show details. Journey to a faraway land where swords and sorcery decide the fate of kingdoms. Travel the paths of warriors and wizards as they fulfill a forgotten prophecy, culminating in a furious battle between the forces of darkness and light. The adventures begin in a humble tavern filled with tall tales and dark secrets. Sit thee down and hearken to the saga of the Grog and Griffin.
only at Westlake Films, in conjunction with Broken Sea Audio, where fantasy audio is forged. Welcome to the Eagle and Child pub in Oxford. It's 1933, and while life is normally quite dull around here, there are three blokes lately who... Valkyries! We saw Valkyries! I jolly well hope that by the end of term not a mythological creature is ever seen again. I would that they had never existed. Um, I hate to point this out, Worsley, but usually by definition, if it is mythological, it never existed. <laughs> now you're confusing me. I thought that was my calling in life. Normally, I wouldn't believe a word they told me. But, seeing as last week Ares, God of War, was in the pub, causing 30 quid of damage, I might add, the fiend, I'm beginning to expect the unexpected round here. Oi! I thought I ordered a shepherd's pie. Coming! Broken Sea Audio Productions, Maudlin. Join the mayhem at brokensea.com. now. Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC, proudly presents Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkley. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkley, and lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6th, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond district of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians, by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York, at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulpery Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. <laughs>